So on the Forum Update this morning, uh, we endeavoured to unpack some of the issues as we tried to find solutions to pension payouts. And we've got a full house of panellists for you here this morning because uh, the objective is to actually assist where people are having trouble with pension payouts. So it's not just in the public sector, but also uh, private um, pension um, uh, benefits as well. So our guest this morning, we have Commissioner Lulu Sizani from the Public Service Commission. And as uh, promised last week, we are now uh, doing, uh, you know, a greater introspection about what is going on here. Commissioner Sizani, thanks for your time once again. Thank you very much and thanks for having me here. Absolute pleasure. And uh, also in our Pretoria studios this morning, uh, Ms. Muvango uh, Lukaimane, who is the pension fund adjudicator. Thanks for your time as well. Morning and morning to all listeners. Samantha Davidson uh, joins us on the line and she's uh, with uh, Shepston and Wiley Attorneys, uh, the lead partner in that company uh, on the pension law and employee benefits team. And her experience is primarily with private sector funds rather than government employee funds. As I was saying, we've got you covered this morning. Uh, Samantha, thanks for your time as well. Thanks for having me and morning to all the listeners. And uh, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela, the Chief Investments Officer from uh, Clivera Inc. He's also with us. Thanks for staying. Top of the morning. Thank you, Takina. So I'm going to start uh, just uh, basically um, as a recap, Lulu Sizani, from last week uh, when we spoke about the study, that assessment that was conducted by the Public Service Commission. If you could just perhaps run us very succinctly through um, what you did and what the findings were. Thank you very much, uh, Sakina. First, I must state that um, we are the Public Service Commission and we are an, an institutional body established in terms of, section, uh, of Chapter 10 of the Constitution. And our job is to monitor government departments, including uh, this agency that uh, is called Government Pension Administration Agency, which uh, is responsible for the payout of pensions from the Government Employee, Employees Fund. Uh, we are not the people who are paying ourselves but we monitor and we make sure that they comply in terms of the law because Mm. in terms of the law the pensions must be paid out within 60 days after receiving all the documents from the department where the the sherry was working that's our job and then uh, you conducted this uh, survey and uh, some of the findings indicated that sometimes this process that should uh, take two months could run for as long as 10 years. Yes, we have uh, cases like that. Uh, through uh, they, they happen due to many uh, factors. Uh, first of all, the process starts with the departments and uh, sometimes there's a uh, toing and fro between the department and the pension uh, agency. Uh, when there are errors, those documents are sent back to the department and you find that it goes on and on and on. And in cases where it goes up to 10 years, it's when the, the documents have not been submitted at all to the agency. And that happens when a member dies. No one actually following up on the pension. We have such a case where the, 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 the deceased member left young children 
who didn't know what to do, but they knew that their, their, their father was working for a government department, but they didn't get anything. But documents were sitting uh, in the department. They were never processed and they were never submitted to GIPA. So GIPA cannot take responsibility for, for that because they never received the documents. But again, they should be asking questions as to say, we have a member here in our records who are no longer receiving contributions for this member. What is going on? But no one asked any questions in that case until it was brought to our attention. But uh, <clears throat> we were able to resolve uh, the case and monies were paid to the beneficiaries. So does this mean that government departments are not well synchronized with regard to the management of these services? I would say so, uh, Sakina. I think um, uh, we need to improve in terms of uh, their systems and think their systems well. And JIPA should be able to pick up where there is a member who is retired but they are not receiving the documents. For instance, recently we, 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 we received a complaint from one of the beneficiaries saying, I retired in November last year, but when I checked with pensions, the documents are not with pensions. Um, they are still sitting in the department. Uh, I think those are the problems that the beneficiaries are actually uh, facing. And in cases where the documents are with GPA already, there are also other problems where the, they, they are waiting maybe maintenance orders, if uh, there is a maintenance order against uh, the beneficiary, and you find that they are not, the systems are not linked, they actually wait a document which will come maybe from Libote or Kaukeni or wherever, but um, in those rural areas it takes time for them to process documents uh, to be able to make sure that uh, the, the processes are done. And in some cases, where there is a, a divorce, uh, they first process the party of the the party who's claiming from the the, 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 the pension, and the actual member is actually waiting uh, until that process is done. And in cases, it's it's members themselves who are causing these problems by not filling their beneficiary forms, and um, Actually, it's not doing what they're supposed to be doing to fill the beneficiary forms and make sure that they, they, when they exit the service, the department knows uh, or the pension knows where the money is supposed to go to who and how much. And in cases where there's these uh, marriages, um, customary marriages that are disputed sometimes, who's married doesn't know that the husband um, at some point married someone else and there are children um, somewhere. And then when they submit their claims, they are told that, no, there is fear who is married. No. But the laws of the country are very clear. There is no way that the wife cannot know when the husband is, is marrying another you know, person. Those are the problems that we are faced with. Mm. Uh, Samantha, <coughs> when it comes to the private sector funds, uh, do we see similar problems or are there any others that uh, need highlighting as well? So, so certainly you do experience similar problems on the private funds, particularly in relation to the distribution of death benefits, where you do come across disputes as to who are the legally entitled beneficiaries. So was this really a person to whom the deceased was married by customary union? Were these the children of the deceased, for example? We do see paternity disputes. 
Um, but but that is that's in the minority of cases, and we we do have access to the Office of the Pension Fund adjudicator. You've got her with you today. Um, so so beneficiaries or claimants who are being frustrated by delays do have access to her office, and the adjudicator is not afraid to um, come down quite harshly against funds. She recently ordered a fund that had delayed in making a death benefit payment to pay compensatory damages to the family. So she's she's certainly said to funds, you better make sure that you deal with these disputes quickly. You better process the benefits quickly. Otherwise, there will be a price to be paid. And mm. I think that's had a big impact. And we don't have that facility in relation to the Government Employee Pension Fund. And of course, then people would, uh, you know, ask, so of what benefit would it be to a company, for example, Clive, to not, uh, you know, expedite the payout of a service, uh, a pension service. Yeah, well, <clears throat> thank you very much, Sakina. I think it's, it's I'm, I'm privileged to have the guys who are in the industry uh, that we are talking to today. One of the key issues that I've always said, and it was raised earlier on, the education, the financial literacy within our people, the working class, is not sufficient. And what tends to happen is, even if you talk about, you know, assisting these individuals to, uh, I, I heard some uh, uh, earlier somebody say that it's, it's not Japan's responsibility anymore. It is sort of Japan's responsibility to make sure that the members of which are registered with these pension funds understand what they have to fill in, how it gets filled in. You need to educate them so that they know how to claim, so that they know how to transact appropriately. The departments must train its employees on taking on new employees or even when they're exiting what the process is. This is not happening. And that's the reason why when something happens, then the delay is uh, exasperated by the fact that, one, the people who are around, who are the beneficiaries, are not aware that this person does have this payment claim out, that claim that has to be paid. And the other thing that is quite significant, that's very, very important, is that then they, they, they submit their documents. And then what I mentioned earlier, things like a missing ID copy or a, missing, or a misspelled name. Um, and then somebody has to live in poverty because there's a, a number, a digit, that is not right on their, on their claim. So, I mean, these things need to be rectified. And so if the system is not there to rectify these things, which is obviously going to correlate with what's registered at the, at the, at the at Japan level, even on the private sector side with all these other companies, which I feel personally, I feel that a lot more can be done by these pension fund institutions or all these insurance, insurance um, uh, companies. They can do more to educate and empower people so that they know how to claim, they know who the next of kin is, so that when there is a claim, it's processed much more uh, in a smoother, better and more efficient way. Oh, we have to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll speak to uh, the uh, pension funds uh, adjudicator and also we'll take your calls. I'll start off with an email that I've received from Walemo, but the lines are open 891 SMS is to 34701. If you'd like to tweet or Facebook a comment, it's AM Live on SAFM. Please use the hashtag AM Live. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo. This morning on the Forum at 8, we're focusing on uh, pension payouts, the processing thereof, and uh, what are some of the obstacles that people actually face. And we unpack some of these issues and hopefully try to find solutions to some of the problems that our listeners are having in this regard. And um, then just going to uh, the pension fund adjudicator, uh, Ms. Mubango Lukaimane. And um, so we hear you quite fierce and feisty when it comes to this, which is great uh, because, you know, uh, people's life 
livelihoods depend on these pensions many a time. And it would seem in some instances, some people are just not willing to go the extra mile. Uh, you know, where, 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 where there, there's something so small that's missing or wrong, and yet nobody will call a beneficiary to say, you know what, we need this in order to complete your uh, processing your payout. That is true, Sakina. I think before I even get into the um, realm of um, private pensions, in my previous occupation, I was a general hum- manager human resources at the National Intelligence Agency. So I worked quite closely with the GEPF. And part of the problems that the previous speaker talked about is that we really ironed out. So now if you were to go back there, you would find that the staff member who is in HR, we trained. Each and every employee knows their pension number. We go out of our way to make sure that our employees received their annual benefit statements and so that they just track what is it that is happening with my benefit is it growing um, is, has there been rule changes and also for the problem cases we would track such a manner that we would even meet with the GEPF on a monthly basis to make sure that where they were having problems with processing claims those are, are, are ironed out we used our offices in the provinces to make sure that we tracked beneficiaries. Is really given that that is a national department that was in all the provinces. There is no reason why other departments cannot put into place processes that ensure that beneficiaries are taken care of and and members are taken care of because. If you don't, it starts with your HR department. If Mm. they are not Mm. trained, if they don't understand the impact of that which they are doing at their desk, they think it's just completing a (coughs) job. You are never going to get it right. But having said that, private pension also, they are not doing so well. Because if I were to tell you, the financial year that I just closed to 31 March 2016, we received 9,667 complaints. That is an increase of 39% from the previous year, which was an increase of 29% from the year before. So there is a problem. And with private pensions, you'll find that the reason there is such a problem is because the big administrators, the big life assurance companies are operating with funds and those unfortunately are just there for for commercial reasons more than anything so a small employer instead of setting up their own pension they will belong to a pension that is sponsored by a life insurance company mm. pension that 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 fund far removed from the employer that um, wh- when you take an employer out of the process you develop a myriad of problems that you can only address with a really up to admin process and admin systems. Now, in the private space, it takes anything from three years to th- for anything from three months to three years for people to to process something as simple as a withdrawal benefit. And if you were to see what the Financial Services Board, the regulator tells us, they say to us that we have upwards of 20 billion rents in unclaimed benefits. This means Mm. that there are people somewhere starving and their pension is sitting Mm. somewhere. My problem is that when I engage with the fund, 
and say after seven years they managed to get the beneficiaries. When I engage with the fund, they say to me, oh yes, uh, we are late in payment, but the person is going to get um, interest. And I say to them, that's not the point. The point is, in that seven years that they didn't have a benefit that they were rightly entitled kids have dropped out of school mm. people have gotten involved in crime so unfortunately also with the uh, financial institutions really don't take care of members of pension funds like they should to them these are clients these are transactions that admin fee out of them if only they were to change their attitude, especially given the levels of our financial literacy, and really take into account who is it that they are helping, who is it that they are getting all these fees from. So you'll note that from my determinations now, I don't only instruct them to pay interest. I also have worked into our rulings punitive amounts that the fund must pay and i tell the fund you can't take this out of uh, out of the fund itself you must take it from somewhere because the administrator then must put money on top of the interest mm. i am now leaving punitive charges where i can see that people were just derelict in doing their job mm. i see what samantha was talking about uh, <laughs> really cracking the whip but uh, we want to go to our listeners um, and uh, just uh, looking at the time i want to run through uh, this email that has come through it's from mulemo and mulemo says um thanks for listening and and i guess this stems from i saw his comment to the public protector and i said you know it's something that we will be discussing so here he says here's my grandfather's painful story i decided to assist him with this matter and make sure it received the necessary attention till its finality a brief history of his employment life he was employed and worked during the apartheid era under dompas number and he gives the dompas number uh, he was working in the then buputatswana and central at different jobs. Uh, during the new dispensation, when he changed from Dom Pass to the green ID book, the Labour Department made a mistake on his ID number. He was born in 1942, uh, but the department gave him a new birth date. Um, uh, uh, so he was born 1942-12-29, and the department's new date that they gave him was 1942-9-2. And then uh, since that day, up until now, this mistake has never been corrected, even after all the attempts that we've made. And he's given up on this and he's been using his new birth date for policies and other legal document applications. The Labor Department's mistake uh, um, has now rendered him someone who was never employed in his life. Hence, to date, he cannot even claim UIF. And lately, he was assisted by a company called uh, T. Boni Sanang um, and, uh, to again try and claim UIF. And he was again told by the Labor Department through the company that he has never worked under the apartheid or the new government. The company said uh, that he has over 68,000 unclaimed in UIF. And I find it hard that since 1994 to date, the Department of Labor has yet to fix this. That's from Molemo. So quite a bit to chew on there. Um, I'm not even sure who wants to take the first bite of this one. Um, it's Mobango. I think from 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 my side, I recognize that there is quite a lot of fraud that happens 
pension payouts. So an administrator must be able to satisfy themselves that the person that they are paying is correct and then have the correct documentation. Because in our instance, I remember just yesterday, was it yesterday i signed off a ruling that was saying because the fund didn't satisfy itself that it was paying the correct person they have not paid so the fund actually must pay the correct person now despite the fact that they have paid an incorrect person so as far as documentation is concerned it is really crucial that the it, it's not an excuse for delaying payments but Funds must satisfy themselves that they are paying the correct people and they can only do that based on documentation. I think that kind of a problem that Molemo is having is one that he just needs and someone dedicated to assist him to clear these things because some of it might just be bureaucracy mm. that is just being gone mad. But I think you hit the nail on the head. There's someone who would be dedicated to help him resolve that. And uh, very often uh, that is difficult to find. But we're going to take a news break. When we come back, we'll continue. We'll take some calls and also read more of the messages coming through. The Forum at 8 with Sakina Kamwendo on AM Live. Turning the spotlight on the big issues and the people behind them. We're talking pension payouts this morning and uh, trying to help you navigate what seems to be a bit of a problem area for a lot of people. We spoke about the fact that, you know, this speaks to people's livelihoods in some instances. And little uh, Mulemo, um, already some help being offered. Uh, so uh, that will come your way in terms of just resolving that because um, as the uh, pension fund adjudicator, Ms. Lukaimane said, you just need someone who's going to be dedicated to follow through on that. But also a good point made in that the fund has to be satisfied that they are actually paying out to the correct person. But um, we have so many calls. So I'm going to ask the panel, please, uh, let's just run through these. Let's try and answer as many of them as we can. 891 is the call-in number. Itumeleng is calling us from Bloemfontein. Good morning, Itumeleng. Good morning, Sakina, the panel Mine is on the issue of the spousal care, the patient payouts. It's subsequent to the tweet that I've sent to say that uh, why is it that uh, when my wife should receive my pension after I passed, passed away? <laughs> and then and then two years down the line, my uh, my, my wife passed, passed away. And then that those pension funds. This happens to my mother. My mother passed away on 2010. Two years after my, my father passed on, she, he was still receiving the, pay, the pay, monthly payouts. And that month stops. So I wanted, I want to, to get an answer as to why, where, where, where is the rest of the money going? Okay. Because when you go to the GPF, when you go to the GPF, we, we are told that it automatically stops. All right. Uh, good I'm, question I'm, there. Susanna Samantha Davidson. I'm, I'm happy to answer this the, one. It's, it's because the, the government employee pension fund is what we call a defined benefit fund. So. What you get from the, fund, from the fund are the benefits that are set out in the rules of that fund and, and in the legislation. So it isn't like the other kind of fund, which is called a defined contribution fund, which acts like a savings account, and you and your employer contribute to money while you're in the fund. And then when you leave that fund, that whole pot of money is what's available. Um, in the GPS, your contributions into the fund and what the employer has been contributing into the fund doesn't actually dictate what your end benefits are. Your benefits are whatever has been promised in the rules. And the one promised benefit is to a retiring member a pension for the rest of their life. Mm. 
Mm. So they live for two years or for 32 years. There will be a pension every single month for the rest of mm. their life. So it's to the member. Yeah, to yes. the main member. Yes. So, 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 and, and, and I guess uh, Itumeleng's um, secondary question there is, so what happens to the money? Well, that's the rules. The rules it's the it, subsi- it subsidizes the rest of the people that are left because yeah. it's a defined benefit fund. So the money is together. Some people would would depart early. Some people will live longer than expected. So that's how a defined benefit works. It leverages on all those things to make sure that at the end, everyone's promise can be met. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Lazarus in Soweto. Good morning, Lazarus. Thank you, and the guest. Uh, I, I a long story, but I'm going to cut it to the bone as much as I can. I worked for government for 18 years. And uh, part of that 18 years, I, I was married for 10 years. My wife then claimed before, that is uh, in 2013, she claimed uh, uh, before I could, when like, my work condition changed. Then in 2013, I claimed in September. And in July, she got, she was paid the, uh, Three quarters of what I ultimately got. I've been basically in pension fund. And at some stage, I intervened. Uh, you guys intervened through PM Life. That's when they, they paid that year before. They only paid me uh, last year after P, PM Life intervened. And they paid me three quarters of what uh, they had paid my wife. Later on, with their communication, they admitted they had overpaid my ex spouse. When, and they said I must submit some forms. I drove to Pitori. Now I'm not waiting. When after, after submitting Pitori, they said, no, we only owe you about 6,000. And, and, you know, it, it, I'm still pickling with them up to this day. They, they just don't care. There's, there's this thing that, you know, those people do not, do not care. Uh, but the fund, the government pension fund, they just don't care. That, oh. That's my, my shot of it. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Sakina. Lazarus. Yes. There is an appeal pending in terms of the matter, uh, in terms of the manner in which the calculates what is called pension interest because that is what this caller has just talk, talked about. Because in defined benefit funds, they 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 take the amount that would uh, they would have paid to the non-member spouse. They take it to be a loan to the member. So at the end, the calculation can quite be devastating to the member whilst the non-member spouse might have worked off with quite a bit of money. So I think for GPF members, they must just watch because there is one member who is taking this matter up on appeal to make sure that maybe there is some equity in the manner in which pension interest is calculated by the fund when there's been a divorce. And I'll tell you what, we'll also keep tabs on that so that we're able to give information to our listeners. To uh, Jeffrey's Bay now, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. Um, I wonder if you can just clear something up for me. Um, a woman, she was my domestic worker, she worked for me for many years and then she retired, she was 60, and she then qualified for the state pension, you know, they get a payout for being... Um, too old to work and I was chatting to her the other day and she said to me I asked her, you know, the pension all working are you getting your money and she said yes, but she can't understand why every month they take 20 or 30 rand off her government old age pension as tax so she gets 
And uh, I said to her, well, then how can you tax a pension payout to an old age pensioner? Um, and she said, no, the, the people that give it the cash to her, are presuming she's getting cash, they just take 20 or 30 rand as tax. And to me, that sounds like somebody's stealing some money. Okay, let's talk that Sakina, yes. Uh, I feel we did not uh, respond to the question of Malimo and we're not, we didn't help him. The Department of Labor is not responsible for the issuing of identity documents. I think the error on that uh, identity document must be fixed by the Department of Home Affairs. So he must actually contact the Home Affairs because I believe we are not really helping him here. Mm. Uh, which is why I said, uh, you know, we're going to take that one offline mm. so that okay. we can pay more specific attention mm. to it uh, because I don't think we'll be able to cover all the bases uh, on okay. this platform because we want to take other calls as well. So, But we'll definitely respond to Molema in uh, greater detail. Um, Lucille is in Shelley Beach. Good morning, Lucille. Good morning. I'm calling in uh, on behalf of my husband. He was in the Department of Education in the Eastern Cape since 1979. He retired in 2015. And when he submitted his pension uh, claim, it was found that the department only had records from 1992. So he was paid out for 23 years instead of 36. He's tried without any uh, joy uh, from his department to try and get the, the money for the last 13 years that he wasn't paid out for. What can he do? I can, I can help you. It's Samantha Davidson. I can help you with this um, more as a reality check than anything else because we've had experience with similar cases. And unless your husband has kept some of his old pay slips, or some other documentary proof that can show his earlier employment that the department don't have a record of, I'm afraid he's going to struggle. Mm. Oh, oh, would, would a bank um, uh, a statement, would uh, something like that suffice, Samantha? If, if the bank statement reflects the payor as having been the Department of Education, but our experience is that it doesn't, that the debit orders or the, the, um, the deposits received in those days, in the early 80s, don't have that sort of detail. What about SARS records? Certainly, if SARS has got a record, um, it depends if he was working in one of the former homelands or not, and I'm, I'm not sure of this particular case, but he needs some evidence to be able to establish and prove his employment earlier than what the department's records are showing, and any sort of objective evidence will suffice. So SARS records, bank records, um, pay slips, employment contracts, anything like that, but he'll need to do all of that investigation himself. All right, but we also remember that former members of the former employees that were based in the TBVC state, some of them were paid out. So it might be that for the caller, it might be that at the time of the transition, some other states decided to pay out their members' um, benefits. But the GEPF, I know, went through a rigorous, rigorous exercise where they cleared all these issues because it was becoming a problem and that exercise has been completed so if they indeed say to that person that we only have you from this stage 
it might be that it is correct but it's worth doing what samantha is saying but i can assure you that they went through a very rigorous exercise because prior to 1993 some of the tbvc states paid out their members so it would be unfair for this government now to have to start from way before when people got some of their partial benefits but again uh, sakina i am of the view that not all members were paid out And those that were not paid out, there can still be records that can still be followed up. Uh, because with the integration of the pensions from the former homelands and or TBVC states, the pensions were integrated. So if the person can prove that hasn't, she hasn't, he hasn't been paid, I think it can be traced. And there are so many people who are coming up now who are saying they haven't been paid. Their service got lost somehow. Mm. Mm. And um, um, I'm glad we're having this conversation because, um, you know, there are so many messages coming through and most of them seem to be from people who were teachers or, uh, you know, the, 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 the teachers specifically. Uh, so, so and, and, and I think I asked this question last week, uh, Commissioner Cezani, you know, whether there were some departments that seem to have more of an issue than others. Mm. Yes. Yes, there are. I think there are four departments. South African Police Service, Correctional Services, Education and Department of Health. Those are the culprit departments. And I think the reason for that is that they are very big and they are not only operating at a national level, they are also operating uh, in in provinces. And the problem with that is that uh, the function of the uh, pension payouts in some cases is not decentralized. You find that uh, people have to process the paperwork to head office and then you know while they're doing that you know there's time lapse and that's why we made a recommendation that they need to decentralize uh, this uh, function Mm. Uh, just uh, two messages uh, also relating to teachers Um, Edward Timber says my wife's mom was a teacher for about 15 years she passed on in 2006 and it took the department two years uh, uh, to pay out 190,000 rand and yet uh, they're still getting calls to claim you you can see that that there's a problem because one department is obviously not communicating with the other so you could find that they're 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 not aware of the fact that the claim has been paid out um so somebody is sitting at an administration office and looking at this as an unclaimed benefit or it could be there is actually still some money due to that particular family so they just don't know about it so they must just investigate and follow up all right. Uh, Koli says, uh, my mom has been a teacher since 1983. She retired last year, but she only got 200,000 as a third and 6,000 rand monthly. Is that right? Samantha? So it's a defined benefit fund, as we said. So what's promised in terms of the rules is um, a monthly pension for the rest of your life. And that's based on a formula that makes the pension relative to your years of service and the actual salary, the pensionable salary that you were earning. And then the pensioner does have the option on retirement to say, I don't want to receive all of this benefit as a monthly payment. I would like to take up to one third of it in cash. And so that may be the cash component that he's talking about because it's a pension fund. His mom would only have been able to take one third as cash and then the rest she will receive as a monthly pension for the rest of her life. And the rand value of that monthly pension, as I say, 
is the benefit in terms of the rules, which is the percentage of salary based on years of service. Mm. And there are many of those sort of uh, clarifying questions, Mm. which speaks to what Clive was uh, saying earlier. It seems as though people are not too clear. They're they not really au fait with what exactly is supposed to happen. You know why I get upset when I talk about this, Akina, and why I'm passionate about it, is that um, financial literacy, I mean, we had that South Africa come out, uh, that the party showing the numbers. Only 6% of South Africans will be able to retire comfortably in the future. We need to find out how do we make sure that they retire financially uh, free. And the only way you can do that is to instill a high level of financial literacy. And so these people, you are talking about north of 20 billion rand that is sitting, um, which is unclaimed. You know how many people's lives can change if they were to get that particular money, and especially looking at our country and the levels of poverty in in the country. What upsets me even most is that this money is sitting somewhere. Someone is earning an administration fee. Someone is earning an asset manager's fee. Someone is earning some kind of money by looking after this money, yet it's not being allocated, it's not being paid to the people that matter the most, which is obviously the, the beneficiaries in the particular case. So I urge, I want to urge, especially on the private sector side, I think that's mm-hmm. where it has to actually take it. I was laughed at sometimes. I, I do proposal to them and I say, can you take us on? I've got a team. I create jobs. I've got young people that I've trained. I work with the Inseater. We are ready to actually penetrate the market and teach people about financial literacy. It is important. That is how you're going to help these people to, to actually make the right claim and processes. You're going to help them to actually create um, a better communication tool between them, not just with government, but with these private sector companies, private sector um, uh, umbrella funds <coughs> that um, Mama was referring to earlier on. We need to engage with them. And teachers are the most confused. I, I promise you, these are the most confused ones mm-hmm. when it comes to claiming because you speak to them, they've got five different funeral covers. You say, mm-hmm. why do you have five different funeral covers? It's as if you're going to die five times. You know, you, know, you need to ask these things. <laughs> and it's because the, the, the financial literacy is just not there. So I urge, please, that we try and empower our people so that they know the process, they know what to do when it comes to claiming the benefits. Commissioner Sizani? Sakina, uh, I want to talk about this uh, issue of unclaimed uh, benefits. Mm. It happens also with the government employees' uh, pension fund. There is a lot of money uh, unclaimed, uh, but we have made a clear recommendation of what needs to happen. And yesterday we met with JIPA, and they actually agreed that they would take uh, our recommendation and publish actually those uh, unclaimed uh, beneficiaries. And another thing, uh, Sakina, is that, um, uh, you know, JIPA or the pension fund, they are supposed to issue members with uh, uh, benefit statements, Mm. and they are not doing it. Mm. And even when they pay out, sometimes they just put money in the bank, and people are coming to us complaining to say, I received so much, I don't know uh, how it was calculated. And when I ask for a statement, they say, no, go queue in our offices for mm-hmm. that. They become rude to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that is not right. Mm-hmm. They need to pay and they also need to issue the statement out without a member having to complain about that. They need to do it. Uh, there is nothing difficult in putting money in the bank and also issue a statement and actually uh, say what happens. But again, people are complaining about monies that are given to people. They compare themselves with others. Mm. But the people uh, are not earning the same amount. Uh, the benefits cannot be the same. 
even if they started uh, the same year, but the benefits cannot be the same. But they are, you know, complaining because no one is explaining anything to them. And even these things that they put as um, an excuse for not being to say there is no nomination form or things like that, why are they not making sure every year that each and every file of a civil servant has got these these things they are not doing it and we are very strong as the public service commission in saying they must do their work and they are not doing it right Mm. Uh, Mr. Kaimane, I also just want us to speak to what Shelley was raising perhaps a little bit off but uh, important all the same Mm -hmm. Uh, she was raising the issue about that 30 rand that seems to be deducted from someone's pension uh, you know, maybe just a response to that. Okay, um, I think that sounded like it's a Sasa issue, mm. and um, uh, Social Security is way outside of um, of this realm of pensions yeah. that we are talking about. But it sounded like those things that uh, at at the so South African Social Security Agency they are trying to stop with these unlawful deductions that people are managing yeah. to take out of out of uh, pensioners' payouts. That should not be happening at all unless the pensioner had authorized such a deduction because I know that they allow deductions for funeral and whatever but that didn't sound like one of the allowable deductions so that person must just assist their former domestic worker to say they must query what that is all about thank you so much for that okay we've got a few calls we're just gonna run through them so we can get some answers through uh Kogi's in Durban good morning good morning uh, regarding about my daughter's pension. An ex-husband, the, the pension payout was 750000 And she, uh, then she had to pay 14,000 rand interest for the money. You and mean tax? 14,000 rand, yes. Okay. And uh, then they took a journey and uh, because why? Yeah, both journeys are best friends, and they told her that uh, no, that she they're not trying to arrange the divorce carrying on. And he went himself, he got divorced, and he came after two weeks, they told him he's divorced. And uh, that's all I have to say. Okay. Um, and then I'll come back to a tweet as well about a uh, divorce issue. Um, Sipo in Vrienigen, good morning to you. Good morning. Hi, Sipo. Hi, Sakin. How are you? Well, and you? Fine. Sakin, I'm asking a help from that uh, gentleman, Clive, in Dosabant. I was paying a pension in my NHT insurance. I lost my job in 2013. Now I'm struggling to get that money in in a pension. I'm 53 years old. They say I will get it when I'm 55. Now all my things start. Okay, Clive. Even my family is suffering. I'm asking a help for that gentleman. Maybe he can help me to get that money from uh, two insurances, Monument Time and uh, uh, what to call uh, Old Mutual. Uh, my brother, we can definitely help you. So uh, we'll, we'll take your details and, uh, and I'll get back to you about it. It's probably have to do with the rules of the fund that you need to get to 65 years of age. But there is early retirement. So uh, especially if you're 63, uh, I don't see why that would be a problem.
Okay. Sakina, if that, that person that just called, if what they have is a retirement annuity, they won't be able to get their money out before age 55. And because they, they, they it sounded like it's something with an insurance company, I would think that that is a retirement annuity. With a retirement annuity, only if the value of what is sitting in the fund is less than 7,000 rand can they pay out. But if it's more, the Income Tax Act doesn't allow that such a payment can be taken unless the member then is disabled. Um, you say yeah. until 55, but well, he's, yes, 60, the he's 63. He's the 63. earliest they can get the money out of a retirement annuity is age 55. But he's, he's 63 years of age. No, he didn't sound like he said he's 63. I, I heard. I don't know. Yeah, he said. No. He's I heard him say sixty-three. Oh, if he's sixty-three, then he should be able to get yeah. the, the the money out. Yeah. Okay. Andy Lane Durban. Good morning to you. Morning, Sabina and the panel. Welcome. Yes. Uh, my story is very long, but I'll try by all means to cut it short. Um, in my in my family, we've got a very big problem. Um, uh, my dad used to be a cop in Town Police Station, and then he died in line of duty in March 2012. We tried to process his documents, but then one of his colleagues uh, committed fraud, and then we managed to pick it up and we went to the brigadier of the station. Mm-hmm. And then the brigadier opened a case against that person. So ever since then, we haven't received anything. If you go to the police station, they tell us that they can't help us. They are still busy with the case, and they can't really uh, release any funds at the moment. And it's been like four years now, approaching the fifth year. And uh, this one time we went to the police station, they told my mom that, you know, if, if my mom could die, that money would be forfeited to the state. And now we've, we've been going to lawyers, we've been paying lawyers. We almost lost a house. My, 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 my sister had to drop up out of, of tertiary because my mom didn't have money to pay for her. Which I just want to know, what can we do? Okay. Sakina. Yes, please. We, we would like to take this case. Uh, please uh, please refer it to us. Is this Commissioner Cezani? Yes, Commissioner Cezani. Okay. If I can just add, people must know out there that there is no need to engage a lawyer, either to use the services of the, to access the services of the Pension Funds Adjudicator's Office or also to complain to the GEPF. It is for us, it's a free service that is offered to every pension fund member because every pension fund member pays a levy. That levy sustains the activities of our office. So, People out there, please, 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 please avoid engaging lawyers because they will take your money and all that they are doing is referring the matter to someone else who can resolve it. Sakina, I also want to support that. But, but, but I just want to ask as you, as you respond to that, mm. isn't it that people sometimes would resort to that as a, out of sheer frustration? No, I can tell you that from our office, the turnaround time that we, uh, re- we that we finalize complaints is less than six months these days. So there is really no reason that if they would have come out to us, the matter would have been resolved within a very reasonable time. So uh, it's it's the money. My my concern is that a member has already paid for that service by outlaying the levy while they belong to a fund. So they shouldn't now go out and pay extra to have something that they are entitled to, to having resolved for free. Now they must go and spend money on that.
Sakina, since this is a, a government department, SAPS, and the Public Service Commission in terms of Chapter 10 of the Constitution uh, operates in that space, I think that a complaint must be brought to us. We will investigate and we will make sure that the member is assisted. Okay. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I'll give you a second or two to wrap there for us, Samantha. I'll be very, very quick. As a lawyer, of course, I can't pass my time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so just to say that that's why as, as lawyers, we generally represent the funds and the administrators because the adjudicator is quite right. The member's got direct access to her office. Um, very often the funds and the administrators do need legal assistance, which is where we can help. And our experience on the GEPF, as much as the commissioner has said, you actually get better benefits if you can get the public protector or the commissioner to assist you rather than trying to engage lawyers. I must just say thank you so much to all of our guests this morning. You've been a great help to our listeners. And let me just acknowledge that the, the, the emails, Gregory Colby, also uh, Vusmuzi Masego. Uh, there's another one here uh, from uh, Jim. Jim, we got that. Bafana, Karabo. I've got all of you. And uh, fortunately for you, people here this morning, very helpful. So we'll pass those messages on and do let us know how it goes. But thank you so much to everyone who participated, our guests this morning, as well as our listeners and the production team. It's time now for news with Simpi Wengongwane.